It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> oh, man. I always got to just get caught trying to. Oh, we live. <laughs> We're live. I'm trying to. Like, I'm supposed to be professional in this situation, but I could help myself. But uh, there's always jokes before. Ladies and gentlemen, subscribe to the Patreon channel, but we're not going to get to that just yet. But the red light is on, so you know what that means. It must be Wednesday. It must be around 1030-ish, maybe, on the East Coast. And it is time for another special edition of your favorite podcast, the Wrestling Realm Now podcast. I'm starting off with a slower vibe because today is going to be one of those shows. We've got some blockbuster news. We've got some hard-hitting wrestling that we got into this past week. And guess what? Your favorite group of good brothers are here once again to do you all a favor to break this down, to let you know what it is as Brian H. struts like Alex Wright because the WWE is headed to Germany. But we have all that and more. TNA Wrestling is back. Let's get it. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! Hello, 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 and welcome to the Wrestling Realm Now podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now, you can watch all of our Wrestling Realm content anytime on YouTube.com slash The Wrestling Realm. I am your host, yours truly, the realness himself, the real Dwayne Allen. He is your host, the man, the myth, the legend. Brian H. Waters in the house. He's your host, brother. <laughs> brother, he was in the building. Has the third, T to the A to the S, T to the H to the E, three to the R, to the D, in the building as usual. And last but not least, the man, the king, the belt king of kings, Brandon, the guy, guy, the belt king himself. We are all here in full effect and in full force for today's special, special, special episode of the Wrestling Round Podcast. Gentlemen, we're at episode 99. Oh, That's right. Man. Something, yes, sir. Something oh. is coming, isn't it? Mm? 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 As I will spend, I just want to uh provide you all for a little bit of advice. 
I want you to all go ahead and uh, stream and download all of our audio content on Anchor, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Why just and subscribe to our Twitch channel at The Wrestling Realm. I'm trying something different, different, good brothers. I figured if I would just stop these dramatic pauses and build anticipation, it might add to the mix. But we want to say special thank you to everybody because, trust me, numbers are going up, subscribers are going up. Uh, on our YouTube channel and our audio streaming platform. So we thank you for listening to us uh, do what we do. If you want to be a part of what we do as the wrestling room, shop wrestlingrum.com. That's right. All your t-shirts, merchandise, more. We've got, um, we slash prices and we've added new products. We have jackets, we have hoodies, we have mugs, we have so much more. So if you want to support the brand and be a part of what we do, head over to wrestlingrum.com and you can pick up your wrestling room merchandise from there. The brothers don't know it yet, but they, we're going to be adding a new segment to the show uh, pretty soon where we're going to be uh, pretty much unboxing or unpacking some wrestling room merchandise. Try hopefully almost every week just to give the fans a good idea of what we have available. And we want to be supportive and, and be pretty fly when wrestling room gear. You'll, you'll see it first here on the wrestling realm now podcast. So that is coming soon. So definitely stay tuned to that. But if you want to get ahead of the game and jump and jump the line, definitely head over to wrestling um, for all of our wrestling room merchandise. Also, we have a Patreon channel. All exclusive shows and bonus material. Definitely head to patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. There's so much that we have over there right now. Uh, that's where we write. That's where we speak. That's where we discuss things we can't say on the air. Brian H. Brian H's thoughts. One of the uh, most interesting pieces of material that you will ever read. Brian H. has a mind for the business like no other. So if you want to understand his thoughts on many different subjects, as well as so much more to come to Patreon channel. Realness Reacts is on his way as well as also uh, a number of exclusive shows and bonus material that we cannot speak about. But if you want all the tea about our wrestling heat and everything we have going on, patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm is the place to be. So you, we have three tiers right now. You can subscribe for just as low as $1. So support the brand, support our Patreon, join now. I know we've uh, transitioned into the fall, and as things kind of changing as wrestling picks up, head over to... SeatGeek.com. That's right. So if you're looking to purchase tickets to concerts, live events, uh, sporting events, and more, most importantly, the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, head over to SeatGeek.com and use promo code WrestlingRum. That's right. If you have never used this promo code before, do yourself a favor and save yourself $20 off of any purchase of $50 or more. Mm-hmm. Inflation is real. And SeatGeek is here to help you out because they have allowed us to provide you with a special promo code to do what we do best. Educate and help. So if you have never used promo code Wrestling Realm, head over to SeatGeek.com and save yourself $20 or more uh, on any purchase of uh, tickets, $50 or more. Most people don't travel by themselves. So if you bring a guest, bring a date, bring a cohort, whatever it may be, if you never use promo code Wrestling Realm, do yourself a favor. SeatGeek.com. If you bring if you bring a what? If you bring a hue along with you. What's that bring a if you bring a hue. <laughs> now, <laughs> now we've got majority of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar with the new latest and greatest show to the, to the Wrestling Realm brand, this is going to be one of those nights. Championship culture. That's right. Brandon, the guy, guy, the belt <laughs> himself, and Brother Hugh, looking like Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> they they have one of the greatest professional wrestling shows in the IWC and the internet wrestling community. If you head over youtube.com slash 
wrestling realm look up championship culture playlist where you can catch up with all the material from uh from from championship culture brought to you by brother hugh and brandon the guy guy wait a minute i don't have your where's your thumbnail i don't have the thumbnail yet but it's gonna go up it's okay no no, it's not okay it's not okay (laughs) because i'm waiting for the notes from the show not okay do it's you gonna want go. Synopsis or you want to just give me your notes from the show? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna <laughs> skip any steps. Okay. But this week's episode of Championship Culture was a very special one, and there has been a theme that's been going on for the last couple of weeks. See, I don't want to spoil it. I want people to go to YouTube.com/slash Wrestling Rum and check out the Championship Culture uh, playlist and catch up on what you have missed. But this week, Brother Brandon, what did you and Brother Hugh cook up this week? For championship culture, once again, one of the highest rated shows and highest viewed shows we have on our YouTube channel today. These guys are the masterminds behind it. It's one of my favorite shows. It comes on every Tuesday, uh, usually released at what 8 p.m. or 8:30 p.m. Eastern. What do we? Is it, usually 8 p.m. Eastern. That's right. So if you want to catch it live, um, there, there's there's so much to it. I'm not. I'm, I'll get into all that later. But go ahead, uh, brother Hugh. Go ahead. Tell the people what this week's uh, show is about. Oh, you talking about brother? You said brother Hugh today? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Good no, it's, it's trust. Trust me, trust me. I have shenanigans up my sleeve. So oh this is this is the setup. I don't know if, if people, if you're not watching this, ladies and gentlemen, tonight you messed out. Please go back on YouTube.com/slash/WrestlingRealm <laughs> and watch what I'm about to do as soon as Brother Hugh lets everybody know what this week's episode of Championship Culture is about. And of course, Brother Brandon, jump in hey, by yo. when you're ready. Hey, yo, hold on. Wrestling Twitter need to be stopped. What just happened? Yeah. Somebody tweeted, go get those tag titles, King. Because Andrade posted a picture of him and his daddy-in-law, Ric Flair, who made his debut or appearance on AEW tonight. Nature. He said, go get those tag titles. That was Cody Khan's gift to Sting. Nate, <laughs> please tell me we're not getting Sting. <laughs> right. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not. Nope, I'm not doing it. Here we go. <laughs> It's still making history. The latest episode of Championship Culture, gentlemen. Let the people know. Well, we took a trip down the championships about. We took a trip down memory lane to uh, give you all a little insight on on what happened back in the day with the NXT Women's Title, the first version. And uh, Brandon, did you want to go on from there? Oh, that's all you get. That's all you. That's all I'm gonna give you. That's all I'm gonna give you. Okay. So, yeah, these women are still making history in their respective brands and their respective lanes, per se, because, yes, three are more on SmackDown. One is a, I want to say, independent wrestler. Is that safe to say? And the other one is signed with AEW. But Determined global superstar. Thank you. Global superstar. Um, international superstar, even so. That's, that's what we call all non-signed, big-time yes. <laughs> professional um, wrestlers, not in WWE. And without with the things that they've done... And we go into a little depth about what they did during the NXT brand. I even made a comparison to that belt, to the Divas belt, if you pay attention closely. But these women, you know, making history. But I don't want to say that history started there, but that's when we start paying attention to the things that they were doing back during that time of NXT, the black and gold days within the silver and pink era. That's what I'm going to say about The actual wrestling portion of it. Yes. Put it that way. Wrestling. We're gonna keep saying wrestling. Thanks. Lots of wrestling. We saw saw a lot of mud pits back in the day. I know. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of brawn panties. What was that noise? 
Shout out to Brother Hugh, who's a photographer who always kept it PG. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Respectfully, so very professional. Yep, respectful. So go back and check out the theme of the last three weeks, and Igual viewers will see that you know it was volume one, two, and three. And I think it's a total of what seven volumes coming. Good gosh, off NXT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that was only volume three, but it's oh. going to be um, a break in between before you see volume four. But volume four is going to come back in a little different. Don't you worry, it's coming. Don't you but worry, not a thing. <laughs> but I'm, you know the part I'm waiting for now. What's that? Now, you, oh, oh, usually, yeah. usually, this is the part Here we go. Where, where I pull out some notes. So, oh, so no. once again, <laughs> if, if people are not familiar, oh, no. I usually watch Championship Culture. And if, if when Brother Brandon does the live shows, I try to be as active in the chat as possible. I like to participate and disrupt the show at the same time. So I'm ha- I have too much fun because I don't, I don't have to do the show. I don't have to produce it. I don't got to be on it. And, and I just I love to engage in the conversation. But when he doesn't have a live guest on the show, I still carry my notes and I like to bring it to to this show uh, a day later. Today's a little different, though. It's because they have so much fun on championship culture. I want to give people a preview of what championship culture looks like if you haven't had the chance to actually watch it yourself. So it usually goes a little something like this. Hey, everybody. This is me, Brandon the Guy Guy, and I'm the Belt King. And welcome to championship culture because, you know, every belt has a story. Today's episode is about – oh, no, wait. Look at this. Look, my camera's going out. It's just exactly, because you're full of shenanigans. Hold on. Here we go. First of all, you're going to get the intro right. 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 You're you, you, you going to get the intro right. Yeah. It's right, welcome, 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 welcome to the Wrestling Round Possess Championship Culture. There it is. I'm right Brandon the Guy Guy. And remember, every belt has a story. So right. Continue. And then he goes – okay. Then he goes like this. Today, Today's belt is – you guessed it about the <laughs> Undisputed Universal Championship. Now, you know what's different about this championship is this is actually version two. Now, if you know by now, version one, which is most most famously made by The Undertaker, this is not that version. This is the version made famously by Brock Lesnar. So around 2002, Brock Lesnar won a championship. And if you notice the difference between this strap and the other strap, this is styrofoam. This is just specific. But the other one is most notably not the same material. Nobody's going to stop them? We no, wait. Like- I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. Now, you know, everybody has a story. So let me tell you about this one. I was at North Point Flea Market, and I happened to be walking past a gentleman, and this championship title was there. And I noticed that the price said $20. And I said to myself, no way. Let me go back. So I went back and I noticed and I said, uh, excuse me, sir. Is that really $20? They said, yeah. So I purchased that and a couple of Wii games and I gave him a couple extra and I ran out of the building. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. Hope you had a good time today. And just like I said before, every championship, every belt has a story. Join me next week as we continue to break down some of the greatest championship belts in championship culture history. I'm your guy, Brandon the Guy Guy. I'll see you next time. And then the music goes off. <laughs> You see? I'm just saying though. You got... He got the story down with the flea market. You remember that story? I'm that saying, was that's... a very impactful thing to you, wasn't it? We know, you know you for 20 years. <laughs> you know how you know how bad I wanted that to be my story to be walking fast right. and see that massive title for $20 sitting on the table because nobody understood what they had. Bro, I remember I was half sleep when he called. And I was like, wait, you got you got what? 
I was like, like, yeah, yeah. the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you get listen. I once again, I like to participate, but um, if you thought that I didn't have notes. You've been sadly mistaken, good brother. But not he reacted the whole episode. He, we gotta clip that out. Yeah, Please definitely. clip that. Did you write down the times? <laughs> I gotta put that. That's gonna be the next episode. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, like I said, brother guy, with all jokes aside, it's one of my favorite shows. I like to participate. Uh, one of the things that you pointed out the most. No, baby, that's that, for that, somebody that. else. We're just gonna keep you right where you at right now. I just got the dusty. Um <laughs> Here's my comments on uh on the topics of that show. I'll say this. No, this is my first thing. I keep stealing Ashley's line. She doesn't watch the show, so it's okay. Let me just say this. <laughs> Natalia and Charlotte Flair set the tone for the development and the building of women superstars in WWE today with their match at that first NXT TakeOver. Right? That's a bold statement I'm making. And the next statement I want to make is that uh, Sasha Banks versus Bayley at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn is the greatest NXT Women's Championship match with that title in this era. If that makes sense. I stand on that with my two feet, and there you have it. I remember, that was one thing I pointed out. That's the rivalry that I go to first. Th- that was That's the first thing you said. Rivalry with it. it is what you said. Now, see, that if I was like... Drew- with that version. Yeah, with, with that version. I, I wasn't going to be like Drew Willingham and just, just like, well, for the sake of debate... I'm gonna go the opposite direction, but I was like, "Well, no, <laughs> I'm in." This, <laughs> not out the Drew. This time, I'm in agreement with you, brother Brandon. You're like, okay, full this... promo mode. Right. See, brother, that belt has 746 stones on it. It had the most stones ever on any belt whatsoever. I'm like, how did you know that fact? Like, why does he know that? <laughs> Drew Willingham from the uh, In or Out Sports Debate is very, very, very detailed. Shout out to Love Drew Willingham, one of our good brothers. Definitely, um, an interesting show. Yes, indeed. But today's anyway, show is going to be the whole show just for wrestling for me was perfect. <laughs> See that this he's such a generous, good brother. But today's show is uh just as generous is because we have we were hit with first of all a blockbuster announcement after a strong week of professional wrestling. Right? Mm-hmm. We um we just got done with Bound for Glory, Impact's Bound for Glory event that took place in Chicago. Correct me if I'm wrong. I heard CM Punk was backstage. Rumors, I don't know. Uh, we we we're going to get into Halloween Havoc Night One, the fallout from that, as well as everything else that kind of happened this week. And then once again, we got this bombshell announcement that at the end of Bound for Glory, uh, current Impact President Scott Diamore, I believe he's executive vice president or whatever he is, president of of uh Impact Wrestling, he came out and he made a shocking. He first of all he cut a very passionate promo. And he pretty much said that we are going back to our roots uh, for 20 years. Uh, this name has been chanted all around the world in every promotion in these situations, which he's not lying. And he made this huge announcement that Impact Wrestling come January 13th, 2024 at, um, I forgot the name of the pay-per-view just that fast, but I know it's going to be live. Point, right? No, it's not Turtle Point. Oh, my God. What is it called? Hard what to kill. Hard to kill. Yes, uh, I believe hard to kill. Uh, at um live from Palms at the Palms uh the Palm Center in Las Vegas, they will officially be returning to the TNA wrestling banner. Uh, like wow. Um, 
that's pretty much the meat potatoes of tonight's show. We're going to get into that. There's so many details. We're going to have a great discussion about it. We're going to go down memory lane. We're going to talk about our favorite teenage wrestling moments. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to. And then we have a very special championship culture segment for the Belt King himself, Brandon Guy. Because I wouldn't, did anybody go back and watch uh, Scott D. Moore's Q&A with Tom Holland? I don't know what his TNA name is on uh, ImpactWrestling.com or Impact on the YouTube channel. I didn't. Uh, this is perfect, man, because I actually went back and watched it, and he addressed a few things. And we have a, you can all, you can only imagine what what this is what we had set up for Brother Brandon, um, as far as that portion of this show. But we're gonna get into all that stuff. We're gonna have a good time. But good brothers, I believe that it's time to ring the bell to get into what exactly we watched this week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And, da, 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 da. and there's the bell. That ain't it. <laughs> there it is, good brothers. As the show begins, what did you brothers get into this week? Well, today, wow. Who wants to go it, first? Today is the 25th anniversary of. One of my favorite pay-per-views ever in WCW that was just flat out bad. But you don't find this stuff bad when you, you know, an innocent teenager who just like wrestling and want to see all these dream matches on one night. Mm-hmm. And that is what is currently playing Halloween Havoc 1998. Now, on paper, it's a great, like, you got it's 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 what WrestleMania 19 was four main events at the end of the show. That's what you have. Kevin no Scott Steiner versus Rick Steiner. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart versus Sting. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hulk yep. Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. And the main event, Goldberg versus DDP. And sadly, <laughs> sadly, this would this would go down in history for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> right. But now, I still now, love it. Now I promise I'm with you, buddy. It's because this is I was right to think of this. This is when I was yes. WCW through and through. Like I'm telling you, I'm with you. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, the, the build-up to this was magnificent. Like, even if you go back and watch, like if you go back and watch those nitros heading up to mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc, they did an excellent job. Like, granted, yeah. the, whatever happened. <laughs> because of time purposes that affected the company afterwards, mm-hmm. it's all business. 
But what happened up to that point, and even the show yeah. itself, I, I literally just watched it maybe sometime last week. Um, yeah. I, I I couldn't agree with you more, good brother. You know what's also good about this? What's that? This is around the time WCW NWO Revenge came out. Oh is yes, it? yes it was. Yeah. That was yes, it, that was about that time. I remember, and this is where I go back, being one of the greatest Usher boy rehearsal. Oh, I said one, one of the greatest wrestling video games of all time. No, but I'm more interested about you being an usher board for her. So keep going. Yeah, you know, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. you have it? Yeah. Remember hey, yo, I, when I bought the I 64? I don't mean yeah. to sound like I don't mean to sound like uh the realness from 1998. Yo, can I hold that? I'm gonna give it back, I promise. <laughs> what's 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 the HD cord that da, da, da. you got two? <laughs> Shout out to oh. Mark Roberts back in the clubhouse days. That's crazy. Um, I was chasing, I was chasing the 64. And mind you, um, so it was me, him, Justin, the owner of the wrestling classic. Um, y'all seen the Instagram page, uh-huh. and um, Mika and Nikki Bushi. We was all in there. We talking about video games, and I said, Y'all, I'm trying to find uh, a Nintendo 64. Trying to find, mm-hmm. and I said, I never had revenge. He was like, Bro, we got revenge here all the time. And where uh, I think Chicago, I said, What? He was like, bro, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, so he said, like, Bro, I will send yeah. it to you. So he sent it to me. And what happened was, um, by me not having the 64, I didn't realize like when the system dirty, it just goes, it don't cut on, right? Right. So yeah. I'm like, Yo, did the game stop working or something? So I buy another one. Mm-hmm. eBay it works for a little bit, then it stops. So then finally, shout out to the store in Towson. I mm-hmm. took my um I took the 64 up there. And it was like, oh dude, all you gotta do is just bring it, we'll clean it for free. I said, how, all yeah, right. How clutch was that that, that store was even there in the first place? Yeah, because it, it, it was in White March. It was in White March, they moved. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so that's how I got that. Um, you know, but it's crazy because as great as that game is. The markup isn't like no mercy. You're not finding no mercy, no less than 30 bucks. Okay. No, you can still get revenge at a uh a, a decent price. So yeah, you can have one of them. Oh, for, I was gonna pay, but I, I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, man, I got ten dollars for you, but shoot, if you're gonna if you're gonna give it to your boy. I'll yeah, take man. The game off your hands, indubitably. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate but, it. Yeah, it's when cool. this came out, I remember we was at Usher rehearsal and I was I was talking to my god brother Marlon. And, and Marla and Michael would always bring the magazines to the church, especially yeah, Marla, because uh, he, he was older. But any with the, like game with pro, the, like, with, with the game, the game. Okay, go ahead. I'll tell you something about yeah. the um, like the little strategy guy he used to sell at Walmart. He come after he got the game. Yeah, got you. Okay. He, either bring strategy guy or bring the um pamphlet. But um, yeah. So he brings the game to church. I mean, he brings the book. He's like, yo, they got this new game called WCW NW Revenge. Man, I can't wait to come out. And of course, Marlon buys the game. Has it for a few weeks, trades it in for whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how I got because Warzone had came out like two months before or two months before. So we was playing Warzone and then uh Revenge came out. But yes, yeah, that's what this I always think about that coexisting with like this pay-per-view. Um, yeah, did, are you sure it was Warzone that came out before that? It was no, yeah, yes, you you're you're right, it's because attitude. Attitude didn't follow up 
that great. Like, like everybody was like, oh, it's cool because you can you can get Xbox now. <laughs> Remember that was the big yeah. right. point. See, attitude. Now, I disagree though. I love the attitude. Oh, I like the attitude, man. Because it had a I'm, bigger I'm, roster. Hear me out. I did okay. too until mm-hmm. WCW versus NWO Revenge came out. Because then it was I, I had I had played WCW versus NWO World Tour. And okay. it was basic, but the gameplay was easy. Like I, I first time yeah. on 64, I figured it out. And I was like, oh, this is fun. But you know, at the time WF was hot, so everybody was that. But then when WCW yeah. NWO Revenge came out, I was like, oh no, this is it. Because he had the entrances coming out and you could change people's uh attire colors and stuff like that. And it wasn't quite create a player, but it the gameplay was easy. And this is like you said, this was at like peak WCW. It's you crazy. Could get- yeah, you can get guys like who who into Guerrero with the mask or without the mask. It was it was it was that roster was ridiculous what they added on there. But go ahead. That was the same. So what's funny is revenge like the '64 games. I'm learning didn't have real music. No, yeah, they didn't have but real music because PlayStation was a CD, and I was a PlayStation guy. So all mm-hmm. of like, well, um, what you call it didn't have real music. Well, Nitro was like they had the music on the entrance, but it was basic. But Thunder, as bad as like it, like I mean, it was the sequel to Nitro, but they actually had like a music video package that you know halfway to the ring, and that you they would play before your wrestler came, uh, Matt wrestled, and they had the real music. Mm-hmm. So that's what I liked about Thunder. And again, you could change the uh their outfit. So I would put Sting and you know put him back in WCW. Sometimes I put Bret Hart in the Wolf Pack, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the video games, man. But it was clutch, and I like I said, I thought Attitude was a lot of fun. But then SmackDown came out, and then it was yep. easier to play. Yeah, it's once SmackDown kind of took off, that was that was the end of it. But uh, yeah, that if you notice it, no one ever talks about WF Attitude Warzone. They, they barely talk about Warzone, but Warzone was like the first real video game we got since probably what yeah. WWF in your house. Yeah, um, which I ended up liking when I got older, like you know freaking 2000 something you know when that game came out in 1996 it was the first but, yeah. simulation since raw because like yeah, those ben, other games are arcade games so it was like yeah. the first simulation um but yeah i mean and then like i said i know for me like it was like it was wrestling give me the game so i was on the both wwf uh attitude and warzone mm-hmm. no no doubt what, what, what about you other good brothers what you guys get into this week I did, I did the same thing I always do. Talk mm-hmm. about belts and Buck Brandon. That's it. You ain't watching no wrestling. Nothing. No wrestling. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to take you down memory lane because I did watch, as I was looking back at, you know, the NXT, the two matches that I remember, and I looked at them again. And I would challenge y'all, go back and look at Asuka's run. She was vicious at first. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, big time. Yep. I didn't realize how... That match with her and Bailey, when she made Bailey pass out and she won the title, it was like the first time we had seen something of that caliber in the women's division in a long time. Like Jazz was vicious, but this was like a different level. And mm. then I really thought how they built up Ember Moon at the time um, when her and Oscar was fighting. I thought she was the one to take the belt from her. That's why I thought it was so great when. She actually won the belt, and then Oscar presented it. So I was like, "Oh, that was kind of neat." Because I'm pretty sure if she didn't get called to the main roster, she might have been the one to end the streak because mm. they just matched energy so well. Huh. But if you look at it, if you go, and it, Oscar was took on a whole women's division in NXT at one yeah. point. It seemed like, and yeah, it was she did. so 
even with like Nikki Cross going toe to toe with her, and you know that spot where they did the um, the suplex off of the um, the ladder on through the state. I mean, to the um, announcer's table. I'm like, mm-hmm. was that announcer's table? It was some kind of table, and it was like, oh, they're going for it. And this is like edgy because we still were establishing the women's division. You know, they were breaking out and making theirs, but NXT was doing some. I don't want to say attitude era type stuff, but that's what it felt like. Yeah. And they were, I just challenge you, go back and watch any match, just put Oscar in the YouTube on NXT. I mean, on YouTube, say Oscar NXT and just watch one of the matches. It's insane. Well, well if you pay close attention, brother Brandon, you, you hear me say it all the time when every time Oscar has a match, and I'm like, well, why don't they just go to Oscar? I said, because you can't do that. I said, <laughs> I always thought she was watered down on the main roster, and, and Vince would like let her go. And you know, but then pull her back, and I was like, Well, he kind of has to, but if they let like real Oscar go, she's going to destroy everybody, she's going to have a freaking Roman Reigns type title run, and it's going to be somebody has to be just as mean and vicious or goes to that level to dethrone her. Like, she, mm-hmm. she's vicious. That that Japanese strong style is not a thing, that's the, that's like it's not a, a moniker, that's a real thing, yeah, it's no joke. And um, no, Oscar, she was immediately one of my favorites from the beginning because I've always been a fan of that style of wrestling, I just during that era, I was just getting familiar with it. Like, I was going back to watch old stuff, you know what I mean? But to have yeah, that kind of stardom st- stuff compared to NXT, I was like, she seemed like she was more vicious. And in there, NXT, it was like she was with a purpose making her stand out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it felt like no it doubt. was like, put eyes on her. This is who we're backing. You know, to the point I was like, oh, okay. She got the undefeated streak, and it felt like it was done. It was a fresh undefeated streak. And that's why I was a fan of when she won the Rumble. I really think that they kind of lost the ball for her letting her lose that mania. That's I would, I, yep, but we're going we're gonna to just let that die because that might be another topic because I feel like you kind of – Uh-oh. Yeah, that might be another topic. She should have – she should have – the wrong Luke, person won. Looks like we struck a nerve, brother. <laughs> well, it is. Luke, I disagree. Won, looks like we struck a nerve, brother. <laughs> Because she has so much momentum that was faltering on Raw, but if it had been now, day and age, she would have run the Rumble and kept that. Yep, that's all I'm going to say. Look at Rhea Ripley. I'm on. Uh, there we go. That's- there we go. Shooting. She's shooting from the hip. Mm-hmm. But, but. <laughs> 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 no, I definitely encourage anybody to go back and it's watch anything from. From Oscar's <laughs> NXT days, um, yeah, she's w- w- one of the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, w- one of our greatest moments in the history of professional wrestling was uh, the advent of an alternative known as TNA Wrestling. Apparently, Good Brothers, it is uh, making its return. But uh, Halloween Havoc, night one. Before Ooh. we get into that, because that, yes, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, stay Ooh. tuned. We are we're definitely getting into. Uh, TNA wrestling in this return and uh, a few of the comments that Scott Demore had made about what is to come and what are we looking forward to. But like I said, Halloween Havoc night one, good brothers. What did you think? We got another week of Halloween Havoc as they finish off. But night one, I know Brian H was like, "Oh, I can't wait to get into this this week." And I know Brother Brandon <laughs> is, you know. Just, well, I'm, just, gonna, I'm gonna say one thing to start the conversation. By all means, can we just agree that Brian Pillman Jr. doesn't even exist anymore? You see, you see how how fast that didn't take. It, he don't didn't look take long. He don't even look like the same guy from um, AEW. He looked like a whole. He looked like a whole different package person. I'm like, 
Is that really Brian Pillman Jr.? Yeah. His whole wrestling stuff. Who said, here, do this instead? Do It looked like he was a whole different person. And not this just for the, the package of him, the way he wrestled, his ring gear. I, I was all into, the, you know, I like ring gear. I was like, whoa, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, and pretty it was cool. just like a breath of fresh air. Like, mm-hmm. if I had the soundbite, I'd start playing Shawn Michaels' music in the background right now. Doom, 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 doom. Like this, this <laughs> I'm saying, look what, look what you messed up on, Tony. We're gonna fix it. Don't worry. Because if that was a pre, that was only the first match. Now, was yeah. it five stars? Was it a great match? It was a good match, and it because the presentation made me say, okay, I want to see what he's going to do next. Yeah, and that's thing that's gotta have good. a great work rate. Uh, and, yep. Everything and don't have to. No, go ahead. No, no, no I, didn't I think what Brandon's about to say is a very valuable point. Go ahead, Brandon. Every, like everything off the gate don't have to be a five-star match. Sometimes you no. just got to get you. there. Thank you. Because I'm vested. I want to see more. Like, I'm not saying and it's a great the whole point. It was like, whoa, what can this guy do now? Like, this is what you gave me? Okay, I'll I'll tune in next week to see what he's going to do now. And that's and I think that's what they set out you to accomplish. I, mm-hmm. There it is. Perfect. <laughs> So if you want to know, ladies and gentlemen, who's responsible for getting Lick King over just that fast. Yep. What, three weeks worth of vignettes and then boom. Was it three or four weeks? I think it was three, wasn't it? I think it was three. Because I feel like they teased it watching the TV and then finally he said something on, you know, NXT WrestleMania that night. Didn't he finally say something that night? Yes, yes. That, that's, what he made. He made it. That's, when he, that's when he finally made it clear. And we were just like, so that's, so every time, every time now we talk about NXT or something crazy going on, just hit the music and it's just going to be like, ding, 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 ding. That, you, like, you already know who's responsible. That, that man is cook. He cooking on all cylinders now. And cooking I'm saying, all the that's right. He seems all the Am I tripping? You said what? He seems very. He seems like unleashed. Like Shawn Michaels is really in his bag right now. Yeah, like, like you know, with, this is my show. I'm gonna do this, and guess what? We gonna keep rolling because he made he made us old fart wrestling fans care about this new group, and that's what you're supposed to do. Though you took old school principles and you applied it to to modern day talent, and you and and like all all, all you needed was a solid presentation because because they're in the performance center, the Capital Sports Complex is what they call it. You know when they're on TV. And uh, uh, a, a a TV deal, a nice play. It's, it's the old TNA effect. It's see, isn't it? Isn't it, it fitting that I show it worked? Like, listen, this. Let's get a nice arena. Let's pack it out. Let's light it up. Keep the same presentation, same principles, and introduce new talent and take our time doing it. And then sprinkle in a couple of familiar faces to help bring them along. Mm-hmm. It's working. They have, they have a sold out crowd that's gonna chant, and people will probably. You got Taurus, but then you got people that are faithfuls that probably know every Tuesday night we're going to see NXT. Let's go yeah. get in line because we know we're going to see NXT. And, and the line I, is usually deep in the parking lot. Yeah. And I can say I, the other thing that I was surprised about, I said mm-hmm. I thought Blair Davenport was going to be the one to take the belt. But yes, I'm I'm surprised a lot they gave it, not the surprise, but I'm I was like, oh, okay. I'm okay with Live Valkyrie because the way that she won, it mm-hmm. kept Becky. She, she out Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch. Sure, and I was like, "Oh, I'm with that. I'm okay. I just hope that night two they don't run it back and you know high shot the belt back." But I was like, "That is, that's good. I'm okay with that." Yep, I was perfectly fine with it. Good match, but it was a good. That's and the last thing, of course, you know, 
Jay Cargill, but I'll say that for one of y'all to talk about that. Because well, you running through everything. Uh, I'm just saying my three points, and I'm gonna sit down because that's that was the highlights for me. Them three things. Let me say this about um, Alexis King. You know, just sitting back, we saw the vignette. I like the fact that they told us his name. Usually, I'm like, let's let's wait. We don't need to see reports and all that. Right. But I think had he come out there, he was like, I'm Lexus King. We would have felt like, oh, they insult not intelligence. Sure. But we got a show enough like history and you know, a reasoning behind it. And I remember watching him. When I first found out about it, I was like, oh, okay, Brian Pillman's son is wrestling. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm interested. Naturally, I tend to, with my favorites, I tend to like watch their children and make a judgment from there. But they, you know, usually start off with an extra two points. Mm hmm. But I liked him in MLW. When he got the AEW, I didn't like him no more. I felt like even looking at him, I'm like, bro, just like, what the heck is this varsity club jacket and varsity blonde? Yeah, you getting thrown around. Like, come on, bro. Like, seriously. And I remember you kept saying, yo, he need a mentor. And I'm like, well, I don't think they yeah. do believe in mentorship over there. No, but you no look case. at him, his body done got better just like that. You know, before he looked, you know, look a little pudgy. Looked like he just played video games. And I say that because that's like one of the things his sister talked about on that episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Um, okay. and if you watch that, you watch the episode on his dad, it really, really makes you root for him. And you see I still can't do it, brother. I'm sorry. I can't do I it. I feel you. I I I'm with that. Usually that's the point where Brian tries to convince me to watch it. He said, I feel you. I was like, oh, I said, I know it's bad. Never mind. It, it, it's just like, I mean, I mean, stuff you've seen before, it's just told in a different light. Those sure. you watch the DVD, but you, you get to see him like really talk about, you know, because never nobody thinks about the children. You gotta figure he was three years old. Sure. So you really just get think. to hear his perspective about everything, and then just unfortunately, some of the abuse he went through. Um mm-hmm. so watching that. It's like, all right, you don't really want to root for this guy. Um, I, I'll say, that, like, you know, we exchanged a couple of DMs during the pandemic when everybody was going crazy and he was just trying to, like, figure out a way, like, to um, support everybody, especially, like, Black Lives. And so, you know, we, we, we exchanged a couple of DMs. So you see, like, okay, he's out here. The kid is trying to figure it out. And I heard sure. him on Austin's podcast years ago. And he admitted, like, he's like, dude, I'm I'm getting opportunities I shouldn't be getting, be, but because of my last name, and I'm just trying to learn. Yeah. And now, to see him come out there, the, the match stuff, that's going to get better. You know, you're going to get the work rate. I'm glad they didn't make it a squash match because he, he shouldn't be squashing anybody. You know, um, and I just thought everything was good. I, I'm, I'm interested to see, okay, where you go now? Where do you go from here? What kind of program is he going to be in? Um, but I thought the vignettes, everything, the storytelling was good. Well put together. No, but it's a, to, to you, to you, good brother's points is that that's what NXT is really for. It's for development. And we kept saying he needs development. He had mm-hmm. been getting reps and reps and reps, but the reps weren't really developing him the way it needed to be developed. And eventually they just ended up letting his contract expire. Because mm-hmm. everything everything is not just about just give him reps, give him give him reps, give him reps. After a while, it's like, okay, no, somebody's got to cultivate and develop and teach the psychology of whatever it is that uh that makes wrestling superstars superstars. And I I said it a thousand times, I said, man, this guy needs NXT. I said he'll be a star in NXT. 
Yeah. And, and you know, not because of anything in particular, but simply because DX is running the show. But uh happy to see his debut. But there's a space um, for him there. And and that's also true though. Once again, it's a it's a smaller situation. It's not so oversaturated. Um, your young talent is is the focal point. You know what I mean? Like that's that's their space to learn, grow, and contribute. You know what I mean? They they don't gotta sit there. He'll be on one of those billboards. He'll be on the side. It's it's only it's only a matter of time. And I and I think everybody knows that. We know that just like everybody else knows that. But you you know what also that we know. Mm-hmm. TNA wrestling has returned. So as we shift gears, um, NXT Halloween Havoc, we have another week of NXT. It's, am, I, am I saying it correctly? Is it supposed to be it's another week of it, right? Yeah, because you guys get Mellow and Dragon on. Yeah, that's that's what hold I on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Again, hold on, hold on. Wait, yeah. we got we can slow down, slow down, slow, slow the car down a little bit. Carmelo Hayes, have y'all did y'all see him last night? Has he convinced mm. you that he didn't do it? No, I'm not buying it. Come on, man, cut it out. <laughs> I know he did it. You're not going to tell me he didn't do it. I've watched. Right. This. I've been. A, I've been around long enough. I'm about to say, it, it, you, you somebody who worked with teenagers. He looks like that kid in school. Like, oh, did you take that girl's book? I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Swearing they didn't take it, and the open book bag is <laughs> there. He like, bro, you swore well, everything that you knew. It's sitting right there in front of you. And I'm like, you knew we were going to go check. You knew we were going to go check, and you still lied anyway. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Carmelo Hayes right now. So, yeah, I knew exactly where you're going, Brian H. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm looking at right now. This guy, he, the, as as the table turns, Trick 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 Williams versus Carmelo Hayes is going to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. um, really? But it's going to send Trick Williams into babyface stratosphere. Mm. As long as um, he is not on commentary. Uh-huh. Oh, you know he's been yeah. on commentary. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he'd be out of thing doing this. Yeah. Bro. He do. Uh-huh. I like but see, but Trick <laughs> love it. When Wayberry was doing that, I didn't understand what he was doing. <laughs> Wayberry's like, this is a trick to book a tea. I'm going to do it. Yeah. All right. I was like, what is he doing? I didn't even recognize what he was trying to do. And I was like, oh, he's doing a little Booker T thing with Trick Waves music cups. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But uh Bro. Yeah. N- next we have another we have another week of Halloween Havoc. And um yeah, this this it's like this is what Brandix loves, soup operas. As the world turns, this is going to be uh another one of those situations that's gonna be very explosive and if anybody knows about somebody betraying somebody, it's Shawn Michaels. Probably shit the music. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can give anybody pointers, about... he can give you a quick turn, a slow turn. Hey, we talked about betrayals today on Fan Club. Did you? Justin definitely talked about. I'm telling like, you, it's me, him, and Chris B. He's like, all right, first betrayals go. Barbershop scene. <laughs> bro i was mad as a, yes. i was five six years i was mad i was so confused as a kid i was, I didn't know what was going on because i was young young like i was Remember back when the I rockers together in the magazines and exactly and that's exactly what i'm used to seeing i was like Wait a minute. i'm looking at like they best friends right like real talk that blue logo mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. is as much as i associate with hogan warrior savage I also associate with the Rockers. Me too. Me too. So it's like, come on, bro. Like, really? 
as, it was as one of those Bret situations. Hart Sting is on my TV right now, and Sting got on the real Dwayne Allen gloves, <laughs> except they're red. <laughs> oh man, they don't even make them in red anymore. I tried to find them for real. Um, oh man, not, not that not that way anymore. They make them differently now. Yeah, you. Let's, but you know, exactly, I know exactly what you what gloves you're talking about. But speaking <laughs> of Sting, this is for the U.S. title. <laughs> I feel two ways about that match. I'm not. I'm not gonna get distracted with WCW greatness. I'm gonna. <laughs> See, I just this is my that favorite match thing. Even though he was high. I listen. He did an excellent look, job hiding. I, I would have never yeah. known. At, at the time, I enjoyed it. The I didn't realize how was bad it was. Sick. It was that you know, goatee sting and the red and black, and you you would get used to sting looking one way, and then he would change. You'd be like, all right, now I'm used to him being another way. And now I'm ready for him to go home, take off the face paint, and just Asian or something. Crazy part is crazy part is I'm really not ready for him to uh I'm not ready for Sting to retire. I'm just Please, ready to no, see I, 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 so I would love for you to see Sting in person wrestle, but then no, I'm scared I, I, for I you. Didn't to say, see I didn't say wrestle. <laughs> I like his presence. Yeah. <laughs> I like Sting's presence. I want him to sign a legends deal so we can get more Sting merchandise. With um, WWE. <clears throat> yeah, with WWE. Like that's what I, that's what I would prefer because they're gonna keep his legacy alive. But you know, right. I, Sting's not going anywhere. Sting's gonna Keep his hair slicked back. He's going to keep his face paint. He's going to make five thousand dollars a signing. Mm-hmm. Going to comic book conventions and wrestling shows, just showing up with his jacket and his shirt on, and, and making a ton of money. But TNA wrestling has returned, good brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. Bound for Glory in Chicago, as we mentioned before the show started, they uh, mentioned Scott Scott Demore came out, cut a very passionate promo about legacy, about righting wrongs, about uh, the spirit of what Impact Wrestling is and always was, and he made the announcement that uh, as of January 13th, 2024, at a hard-to-kill pay-per-view or a premium event, as they call it now, um, at Palms, Las Vegas, TNA Wrestling is officially back. Uh, it crazy part is, as good as the show was, because it TNA has always stuck to what they do best, and that was the land that they chose to stay in. Like, they, they knew... They're the ECW to me of of today's wrestling landscape, where it's that we're not going to try. We can't compete with them. We can't compete with them. We're just going to do what we do and try to make this a place where people want to come see this too. Mm-hmm. And that was the attitude of a Paul Heyman of ECW. And those, and those, you know, they couldn't couldn't compete with the production of WCW or WWE, but they put on a product that it was enough of an audience came to see what was going on. And and, and I've, I've just noticed that over the couple of years since Scott Scott Demore and his his um his executive staff have taken over, we've been seeing that, right? Uh, Impact Wrestling has been known as the Island of Misfit Toys, um, but but they still was uh, a destination spot during the pandemic. They were one of the wrestling shows that still had empty arena matches. You know, we we saw the resurgence of the Briscoes in in Impact Wrestling. We saw the um, uh, rest in peace, Jamie. We um saw the good brothers return once they got released you know we, we've seen impact give so many superstars opportunities we've seen jay white we've seen just most recently will Ospreay. you know he's set to be the the biggest free agent in the world in just a short time and impact is in the center of that and now they felt like at this point in their cornerstone of their legacy they are going to uh go back to their roots they're going to go back to what they felt like is the heart and soul of what they already do as it is and they're going to Go back to the moniker of TNA wrestling. Good brothers. What were you all thinking when you first heard the announcement or saw the clip or whatever it may be 
that t- at least it's, first of all, if, if anybody see Brother Brandon just smiling ear to ear, he's trying yeah, so hard to be like, cool. like I caught it, like I happened to just look down at the screen mm-hmm. to monitor. But where were you all when you found out that uh, TNA wrestling was returning, and what were your initial thoughts? Anybody just jump right in, casually talking. We're, we're about to wrap up, we're not going to be here too long. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, the first thing I thought about first, of all, I was I was uh at home mm-hmm. making graphics, uh, championship culture eight o'clock on Tuesdays, but um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but um, ladies and gentlemen, give him like, a hand. <laughs> 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 oh man, you guys are great. First thing I thought about, I was like, hmm, I wonder what Brandon's thinking. <laughs> what were you thinking, Brandon? That was a perfect segue, brother Brandon. What were you thinking? We get new belts. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we get new belts. <laughs> I was like, oh, the Now, don't get me wrong. I've said Impact slash TNA has had some of the most beautiful standout, yeah. some of the best. Hey. One of their belts is in my top five. Um, but I'm just saying, I mean, they've had some very, very where, where does this belt fall in line? Where did this one fall in line, buddy? I'm in sorry. The top five. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. Teenage Winged Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Impromptu championship culture. Yes. But this I'm just saying, belt. I was. The belt king said there was something wrong with this. And he went crazy enough and got another one because he's a psycho when it comes to these details. It doesn't matter because guess what? <laughs> this belt needed a home. And you know what my line is? I have a home. Ooh, okay. Well, let me put mine down because yours looks way more no, no, engraved keep, in detail. No, keep yours up. No, keep yours up. Let's talk about it. Let's... Uh, come on. Here we go. Let's talk about it. Go ahead. You were saying it. I, I just feel like the TNA logo is more <laughs> impactful. Then said impact. I see, I see what you did there, brother. <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, TNA, TNA wrestling, TNA just rolls off the people. Like what Scott was saying, he wanted people to start. So we're going to bring back what you've been chanting for the last 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. It has some weight to it because it's almost like nostalgia, but it's nostalgia yep. because they never changed that formula except for that one time when they were trying to compete. But they said, nope, that's not what made us who we are. That's not what made us famous. We had, like, if you want to call this one that version of Wing Eagle, the Big Eagle was the next version of this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it just went bigger. But then they mm-hmm. said, oh, let's get ourselves together. That's not who we are. 
and I'm not saying they haven't been successful, but I think they finally figured out there's an audience for this because I don't have to compete with WWE because they don't come out and bash and they don't come out and say things. It's always been a there's WWE and there's TNA. Not it's WWE versus AEW like it is now. It was mm-hmm. never a thing where it was ROH versus TNA. It was just ROH is right there, TNA is right there, and WWE is right there. So that's what I enjoyed. I, I've been enjoying a lot more TNA to the point that you may be care about Steve Macklin, a guy, what, maybe a year or two ago, we like, oh, he got he, he was part of the Forgotten Sons. Who cares? But mm-hmm. repackaged, yeah. gave him a point. Josh Alexander, when what you call it, left him. He was like, what's going to happen to the North? Oh, I yeah, care about it. He's the world champion. The walking weapon. They, they established these people. So they've been doing it. And let's be honest, when you get somebody like a Mickey James that gives you that legend surgeons in the women's division, it mm-hmm. opens the door for a Trinity to come in and add it in because you have a Deanna Perrazzo, you have a Jordan Grace, you have established women that were homegrown almost that found their footing there. And now it, it's the perfect mix. It's not taking a Becky Lynch and coming over and saying, I'm the best in this division or Charlotte. Fair. Look, look at me, put all eyes on me. It's no, put the spotlight on the current stars and these people we're bringing in what the TNA formula has been, like a Christian mm-hmm. Cage. He was written off in WWE, came as a world champion. And that's my segue. I don't know if it's true. I saw what Sean Rob tweeted, but if... <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I missed up the... Yes, you do. Nope, 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 we ain't doing this. Hold on. This is live. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to my phone. There's a, group, yeah, there's a message tweet. in the group. Yeah, he what said is, that. What did Sean Ross say? He says there is not because if there were Rafael would have been. Oh wow, Chris, yeah. Christian Cage is a jerk, <laughs> bro. Vicious. But I thought it was something. I thought it was something like a way to say it. Then I was like, I read that. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Anyway, I'm, I'm happy that they're going back to what works because, just like, if you look at it, NXT knew their black and gold what they were. The mm-hmm. 2.0 was a. Wait a minute, what are you doing? Too much at one time. Shawn Michaels found the blend to go back to their roots and to actually say, no, this is what made us special at first. We can mix the two and still have a great product. Impact finally figured out TNA that being TNA, watch what happens. Like the legends in TNA come back as needed. The beautiful people are not oversaturated that they're coming in, taking the tag belts, taking the women's title. Um Unfortunately, a bad thing. Tommy Dreamer came in and won the digital media championship. But why, that, bro? Why? Because he, exactly. he was because he was wearing dusty pants. It was a tribute to Dusty Rhodes around Dusty's birthday. But no, you don't no, have no, somebody feeling it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you give the Motor City Machine Guns a resurgence in their career. Yeah, mm-hmm. every time you think they're done, man. Once again, they they come back home. But they you still got. A uh, Mike Ball, uh, Speed Bailey, Mike Ball, uh, Mike Bailey, Mike Speed Ball, Speed Ball Bailey. Mike Bailey. Uh, thank you. Um, you have him there that's mm. almost becoming like a staple for it. You know mm. what I mean? Like, even though he still does the end of the indies thing, he's almost like a TNA wrestler now. You have these people that's there that's our staples. And it's okay, I'm not just going to see a cycle through of people coming and going. It's I know I'm going to see certain stars. Like, I'm happy. Eric Young is there. I hope he doesn't leave. 
But no, nah, I don't. I don't think he's definitely giving that because you know he just left and went to WWE for like a week and went back. Mm-hmm. But look like, at Joe like the fifth time. Who cared about Joe Hendry really until TNA? Listen to me. Him and Matt Cardona had that thing when he made that song about him playing with wrestling figures in the tub instead of being with his hot wife. I was like, who who the heck is this guy? Because this is freaking hilarious. Why is it so funny right now? He made he made a music video with his face like a cardboard cutout in a bathtub playing with action figures. I don't know whether to be offended or triggered. It was so many It it was hilarious. And uh and I think one of the crucial things that you said, um Brandon is that uh, Impact has been kind of like you said has been operating with the same soul as you know what we knew as TNA early on. Now I I was a closeted TNA fan. Now what I mean closeted is because early on I was excited to see it is because when I saw it it reminded me of WCW worldwide and then uh, TNA Impact to me are the pioneers of the small arena, mm-hmm. uh, successful small arena professional wrestling show. When I look at NXT, the version that we see now, it reminds me of, I think, Impact. It, it like Really, The Godfather is, is obviously WCW with, um, you know, with, with Eric Bischoff did when he put, the, he started it in MGM Studios. And then uh, Impact Wrestling would follow that same blueprint years later. And I think NXT is following a similar blueprint today. Uh, so those early mid-years, I was always critical of TNA because I was like, I do not want no competition. I don't want nobody jumping ship. I didn't like change. But there was a there was a certain charm to it where I was like, okay, I'm not gonna lie, this is actually pretty good. And of course, there was stuff that was uh, over the top and cheesy, and I appreciate it so much more now because I'm like, this was really really cool back then. What but um, no, that's that's one of the things I'm talking about. Like, see, <laughs> I enjoyed seeing guys that I like enjoy see guys in main event scenes that I haven't seen in main event scenes. So I enjoyed seeing Billy Gunn show up. And TNA, not knowing what to call him, he comes up with, with a T-shirt where it says like "No Introduction Needed," and he had mm-hmm. Kiss Prince on it because they didn't know his name. He, first, he was being called the Outlaw, then he was called something else, and eventually, just they they settled on, on a on <laughs> Kip James, cute, cute Kip, Kip, you know, the, the beautiful, beautiful people. The beautiful people. You know, but when he first came in, he was he was kind of still being Billy Gunn. I was like, yo, all my favorites who are not in WWE right now, they're in TNA. Like, same thing. All my favorites from ECW, WCW, and WWE that weren't there, I was like, yo, I can go to TNA and watch those guys. And I, I was like, I was literally like trying to half the show I would enjoy, half the show I wouldn't enjoy. Like, I didn't like seeing stuff like D-Ray 3000 and Shark Boy and tag matches <laughs> against, you know what I mean? I was like, like, you remember D-Ray 3000? It was just Vince Russo stuff. Anyways. But, um... <laughs> But it, you know, I, I enjoyed those first early years and mid years. Um, I want to ask everybody mm-hmm. their earliest memory of TNA because you guys are gonna laugh at mine. I have, I'm I'm almost sure I had the funniest one out of everybody's. But let's talk wonder, about real quick. I wonder if me and Brian had the same one. I'm curious. This this should be good. No, um, well, you mean when you say first one, like the first show you watch, or like the first? No, like what? what like when did you first find out? Like what is this TNA thing? Like what is what is you? What was your first experience? Like wait that, a minute, what is this? That nine ninety nine commercial? No, it's gonna be funny. Hold on, <laughs> it's gonna be funny. Let's talk about uh some of the things that Scott Demore mentioned. Scott, I, mm-hmm. I told I told you guys earlier. We talked about it earlier in the group chat that Scott Demore had um he had done a interview with tom holland like i said i don't know what his real tna name is and he uh it was it was pretty much a q a where he got to address um the, the official name change what they were doing why they were doing it and 
Say what? I said Drew is in the building. Oh. <laughs> hey, Drew, how you doing, buddy? We were just talking about you earlier. <laughs> um, but yes, so, and, and we were like, so what does this mean? Oh, wait a minute, breaking oh, news. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, we have breaking news. Oh, so wait a minute. So uh, is is Drew really oh, telling boy. me? Is he telling me that he's available for next week for the hundredth episode of the Wrestling Realm Now podcast? Drew, is that what I'm hearing? Don't am I am I, am I hearing that you're on PTO next Wednesday? Literally the hundredth episode of the Wrestling Realm Now podcast. Is that what I'm hearing? On November first. Is that the first? Mm-hmm. Is that November first, Brian H? Yeah. Eleven one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're going to get into that later. <laughs> we're going to uh, let's continue. Scott, the said, let's do it. Scott, okay, it's on now. It's on and popping. We'll, hey, we'll let's see if we can get this finalized. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, sorry, Scott. Scott Demore did an interview with Tom Holland, pretty much discussing about the name change why now is the right time what he was thinking and uh what can we expect and then he opened it up to the fans and he asked a few questions and and a few of those questions are very crucial uh to as we kind of wrap this up especially you brother brandon so one of the first things that scott demore said he wanted to do was he wanted to pay homage to the past and the present and uh and right some wrongs he uh he went on to say that he has no intention of living in the past and what he means by that is he doesn't want to spend all his time explaining why things went wrong in the first place he talked about there has been so many regimes and iterations of tna or impact and you know their focus is to say let's take well, let's take what worked from each space and let's stick to let's let's add them all together right so let's take the best of impact and what we kind of do is still the same heart and soul but let's bring back some of the same tradition the same um the same ideas of why tna started in the first place he was in a room with jeff jared 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 and i forgot the other name that he named when they first came mm-hmm. up with the name of making sure that it's total non-stop action that was the term they wanted total i don't know i, I don't know if it was fox sports uh maybe it's fox sports net but they said we want no i don't know who it was but they said they want total non-stop action and that's what he came up with the name with total non-stop action wrestling um he 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 made a few comments about uh, just kind of embracing the original concepts of TNA and incorporating that into what we're seeing now. Uh, he feels like they have the roster now. They mm-hmm. have the support. And he kind of alluded to growing the brand in 2024 as a focus. As a focus. And um, one of the things that somebody said as far as the questions are concerned are um, will, we, will we be getting new belts or we'll be using old belts. And Scott Demore first he danced around the subject and he said, you know, we, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna respect the past and you know, we're gonna we don't want to forget the lineage and we, we we have we own the IP of everything. So it's not like they lost the the uh intellectual properties that we have all the belts He's at one point we were using it. He said, but we will be debuting all new championship belts. And he also mentioned that it will be a continued lineage of all the impact wrestling championships, right. So mm-hmm. he says, he says, so as of today, if if the change were to go in effect immediately, Trinity will go from the impact 
knockouts champion to the TNA wrestling knockouts champion. And same thing with um with Alex, uh, Shelley. Al- Alex Shelley. He would go from being Impact World Champion. He would be the TNA World Champion. Um, so those are the few of the, the, the points that things that set out to me in regard to what he... I would suggest everybody go back and listen to it and just hear what he has to say. Uh, it was it's very short, sweet to the point, but it was very informative. And he just talks about his passion for TNA and the passion for like this is who we are, this is who we've been, and you know we're not going to get everything right, but we're going to try to you know we're going. This is what people want. This is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And he feels like now is 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 the time in the wrestling business where people are kind of clamoring for it. So I guess my question, to you guys. Is um, how do you feel about TNA kind of reemerging? TNA wasn't the most successful wrestling company, right? But TNA made its dent in wrestling history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they did it without having, you know, a a, a large billion dollar budget. Oh, something fell. That wasn't too loud. Hopefully, um, that was actually the old mic stand. It's probably Joe's because I'm sitting here with the new mic. Um. <laughs> But do you guys think this is the right time for this to happen? Do you think this is a uh, good for business that TNA kind of reemerges in today's landscape with AEW, of course, New Japan, WWE, and NXT kind of taking off and where we are as far as how we as fans are consuming wrestling? It's I don't know if it's a coincidence, but AEW is not in the best shape right now, and I'm like, man, I don't know, man. It's I, a lot of people that might have left. You know, impact to go to AEW. I, I'm starting to say, like, man, may, maybe, maybe they didn't make the right decision. Yeah. What, what, you what, know, what, what are you guys thinking? Free agent season. Free agent season's coming up. You know, it's time. It, it, it really is, though. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those, yeah, a lot those just, contracts are coming up. 2024. Is yeah, they just need to pick it. And yeah. if you think about how the state is, they and everybody mm-hmm. wants wrestling. If you see they going to all these international markets, yes, the pandemic put a stop to a lot of things, but it feels like the fans are hungry for wrestling. Anywhere you go, except for apparently AEW. But it seems like people are... I mean, truthfully, it seems like they are hungry for wrestling. Look what TNA did. I'm sorry, Impact did in Canada. They mm-hmm. had back-to-back shows there, and you know TNA always had a good following when you go back and look at some of the TNA iterations where they were going globally or internationally, they were selling out and they were having huge arenas. Yeah. And and, and they're still on they're still on tour now. They just he made the announcement that I forgot where they're going. Um he just said it. He said they're they're doing like a live they it's the show's gonna be live. And where's um and, where's um Will Osprey from? United Kingdom, Osprey, right? Yes, yeah. he's from the UK. Yeah, I think they're going to the United Kingdom next. Yeah, no, this I forgot what country in particular, but they said yeah, it, it's going to be taped and they're going to they're going to air it as a special that Thursday. Uh, well, uh, one of the things he also said is like you know, Impact is not necessarily going away. It's like he said because every Thursday you're going, it's still going to be branded as TNA Impact. Our wrestling show is still called Impact, so th- mm-hmm. there's going to be elements of both put into place. And um, to me, I think there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. For them to say, okay, we're in a comfortable enough place where we feel like we can start to expand and really build this brand. Because he that that was one of the things that really caught my attention. He said, we're going to focus on building this brand. And, and he kind of alluded to traveling more. That's why they're going to be at the Palms 
hotel and casino in Las Vegas, uh, January 13th, 2024. And I was like, man, I, I was like, man, they're probably going to start hitting these smaller arenas, which is because th- there's enough smaller arenas slash convention centers where you could still, you know, sell out a good show. And I'm like, man, what does this mean for TNA? But I, I think I think the future is bright. Um, quickly name a few a, a few names in AEW or WWE right now that's not being used that you think would benefit right now just from going back to TNA just to capitalize on all the buzz because right now there's spots open. Like if you look, if you look, I put the thing up. I don't know if I I don't know if I even put this on the screen yet, but this is this is kind of much. This is their franchise. Like you're looking at this group, and don't get me wrong, this is a ragtag group and it's working, but let, let's 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 keep it real. Like there's room, right? There's room for superstars to really come in and say, Hey, I hey, I I want this spot. Hey, I, I can be next. This is this this can be me. Um, do you guys have any people in mind that you say, Hey, may, maybe they should probably either go back or maybe they should head to impact and it might make a difference there. I, I'll definitely say one. My pick now um, automatically is like Ethan Page. I'm like, man, maybe you should have stayed, brother. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He should. I, I I enjoyed what he did with Matt Hardy, but I'm like, well, shoot, man, we could have saw that in TNA. I think the Hardys should go back. To be honest with you, uh, I don't know about the Hardys. I think they need to do their retirement tour. I, but see, the, I, here's the thing. Anywhere, they're really old and like. At this point, I think they, they're going to end up doing indie spots where it's like, I'm going to work these events while I don't got to do too much. Go get a big payday, do one, two spots here, call it a night. And now I'm already like, trying to put together a mega stable with him and uh, him, Adam Copeland, Christian, and Jeff as heels. Yeah, yeah, because Jeff already can't work by himself the way he used to. Mm-hmm. He's so Right, so it's like, well, well, think about it. Those guys were TNA pioneers. Well, why not go back and then first of all, the big names, they're they can you know they can work at their own pace. You know what I mean? There's there's still money draws, and you mean it, I think the hardest would be a bigger answer to TNA wrestling right now than they are the freaking AEW. Absolutely, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking time for that retirement tour. And when I say retirement tour, I'm ready for them to start before they can't. Oh, that makes sense. I, yeah, no, no, it makes perfect sense. It makes absolutely perfect sense because I've seen Jeff Hart. I'm like, man, I feel bad for him. Like he's when you're not wrestling every day, it's like you look like you're just a step behind, and you know they just look older. But it's to me, I think that could be masked because TNA was the the pioneers of the old wrestler. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin yeah. Kevin Nash and Sting and all those old guys. They hung out there for years because in those smaller settings, you're. You do a couple of TV tapings, just the structure of the company wasn't there, but people like being there. Even Brock Lesnar admitted he wanted to go to TNA. They just couldn't afford to pay him what he, what he wanted. He wanted with Kurt Angle. Kurt and they said, look, man, we got one hey, Kurt Angle. We're not getting another. Kurt said, you ain't getting my bread, buddy. I'm going to say one person I think that would benefit from going back or going to TNA, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jay Lethal, I feel awkward about him because I feel like they're about to crown him the new Ring of Honor champion at some point because he's kind of mm-hmm. climbing the ranks. But it's like that doesn't really mean too much these days. Exactly. It's just you know what I mean. Older belt. Here you go. It's no prestige to it, but I think that him with the roster they have in TNA could mix mm-hmm. up whether he a world title, X division, digital media, no matter what space you put him in, he can be that marquee match for you. Because Jay Lethal still got some stuff in the tank. I think he's being held back. I right. think he is too, man. It's just I I kind of want Jeff Jarrett to go back, but you know, <laughs> I mean, why not? If 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 you if you're gonna be 50 and just show up every week, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like Hogan doesn't show up. I'm good. He says as long as who? But what about Johnny Russell? Hogan doesn't show up. I mean Johnny Boondo. Johnny Impact. Nah. Johnny Russell. Nah. Nah, those guys, those guys can stay where they are. No, nah, that's I mean, the same person. I know, that's what I said. Those I, well, I was talking about Hogan too. No, no disrespect. Oh, all this <laughs> yeah. No disrespect. Because Hogan is back to being Brian. This is number one ever since Daniel Bryan disappointed him in that uh lackluster um display that AW has uh, portrayed him in. I'm disappointed too. I, but, I got um, a couple of names. Go ahead. There we go. So I'm I'm gonna start with my uh one that you're gonna think I'm joking, but I'm dead serious. Cameron or Arion. Bro, let it go. She <laughs> just put on Poundtown Wrestling. She she already said she wanted to do a program with Trinity. She she put on what? Oh yeah, see that's a new promotion called Pound yeah. Town Wrestling. Hey, clearly, hey, clearly, hey, clearly. Hey, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, her. But uh, another women's wrestler, Allie. The the, the okay. stuff that she oh, was yeah, doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, she needs to go. Yeah, she yeah. should go over there. I got and, and you know who else though. Tania Dashwood. Uh, yeah, definitely her. <laughs> but you gonna see me? As- I'm a, hell no. Um, <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> like she just came back from over there. I think no, she, she, let let her let Stephanie have her run. She fought hard to get the WWE. <laughs> <run>. <laughs> there you go. She stays, bro. <laughs> but yeah, let her work with AJ and them. Like she getting like life lessons. Um, Keith Lee. Yes, that's a big one, bro. He needs Triple H. He needs Triple H, man. I think. I think. But she, but you know, T Dave's always the the impact was always the stop you did before you went back to WWE. Like, look yeah. at Eli Drake. Look at look at um mm-hmm. Saint John Morrison. Look at uh Drew Galloway. <laughs> Drew Galloway. That's what even the hardest. Call it, it, Drew said um they call it they tell people when they get released now go go do the Drew McIntyre, go do the Drew, um but uh the last person Scorpio Sky. I think Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Because like what is he doing? You know, here's somebody didn't he get hurt again though? He might have. But like after what was he one were they first tag team champions or second tag team? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. then then nothing. So and you know he was a champion for like three days for the TNT one. Remember he had the gold one. Yeah, the Laker one. Yeah, for like he, three days. It was he terrible. held that. So wait, you said by the time you got it, it already changed. Yeah, by the time I ordered it, it, it was being shipped and it already changed. I was like, I was so bad. Oh, shipping. Is uh, <laughs> is uh, is Christopher Daniels still in Ring of Honor? Still work with AEW? Yeah, send him over. He needs to Yeah, go. he needs to go no, back. Yeah, like, come on now. Yo, let what me about- ask y'all. Y'all some mm-hmm. TNA guys. Has that ever well, I, I wouldn't go that far. Brian, no, no. Brett, Brett is... <laughs> no, y'all take like, that For the sake of this conversation, uh-huh. has there ever been two dance partners that was like wrestling married that totally just separated themselves? And I mean that with him and AJ Styles. Years ago, if you told me... Oh, yeah. Man. Like, like what? 15 years ago, like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, like they were like the Orton Cena of TNA. They was like the, you know, Austin Rock, the Hogan Savage. Even who's now it was like Roman Brock, well, Seth and Roman, I should say. But then most Jericho of the time, like, the guy that we can't name, huh? Jericho, the guy that we can't name. Jericho, yeah. You know, and, and then even with the women, right? But 
even if you say something like, I wouldn't say this is her dance partner, but Trish Stratus and Mickey James, right? Even though they like separate, Mickey James was still successful. She, she, yeah, she was she would go on to become her own big star in her yeah. own right. Yeah, yeah. The, Christopher Daniels. If, if you tell somebody who don't watch wrestling, didn't watch wrestling, then they would laugh at you. They wouldn't believe you. Like Christopher yeah. Daniels can't even stay in the same room as AJ Styles no more. Samoa Joe, no, could. not at all. They mean yeah. invented some things. There you go. But yeah. Daniels doesn't, and, and they both fought for the they fought for the WWE Championship. Like that, that by itself was a you know right. two homegrown That's TNA Summer guys, Slam, right? Yeah, yep. So that yeah. oh, Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm making. I was like, yeah, that was SummerSlam. It wasn't just on the um B shows, B pay per views, but you look nah, at you, that and. And yeah. I'm like, dang, man. But he, yeah, he needed to go back. What it, about it's, hurtful. It's, it's, it's hurtful to talk about because it's true. But go ahead. What do you say? What about Matt Taven then? Is he married to Mike Bennett? Because they keep putting them back together. But Matt mm-hmm. Taven was the one that branched off. ROH champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he. The whole kingdom needs to go back. That's true. But I'm saying Matt mm-hmm. Taven, he, he stands on his own. And that's not, I'm not taking anything away from Mike Bennett. But. I think Maria Canellis overshadowed what Mike Bennett could do because she was always there with him. How long are you going to say that? Huh? How long are you going to say that? Like, this, it's been this way the whole time. We like, don't know. He, he, had, he has he never. Hair, he was done. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, He's never. He has never reached his, his potential. Never. It's because he had all the momentum in the world. He went to WWE and she got pregnant. And then. He got in the best shape of his life. You know what I mean? They were ready to come back. Pandemic hit. He got cut. He was running his mouth, talking about WWE's not everything, do other stuff. You went everywhere else and, and was not a star. You went back, you went back to Ring of Honor. You would you still weren't a star. Mm-hmm. Like, and then and now you're you you guys, you guys are Roderick Strong's whipping boy. Who would ever thought that Roderick Strong would be the center of something actually hilarious? And he was he was the centerpiece of something like that. And and you guys are his heaters. Yep. Like he never, he never, he never, like he never reached that space where he said he did. If he'd have kept that same look he had when we knew him, you know. But you know, I I, I digress. I have no problem with with uh, with Mike Bennett. I like Mike Bennett. Just that you know, it's it's a little disappointing for him to be. But I think I think that whole group should go back. They all should go back to TNA. Um, um, I think Brian Cage might should go back. Um, you know, he he, he was on that. He was doing that uh that impact era of um the the I call it the Billy Corgan era. Yeah. Um you know what with, with, with Pentagon and Ray Phoenix and Drew and Eli Drake in that era. I didn't know he had a um a bond with Kenya. Like, I, was, like training and whatnot. Had no idea either. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Wow. Yeah, I that I didn't yeah. realize how Kenya was so connected to this generation. With sure. Like yeah. Him and the Young Bucks. He did like, train a lot, didn't he? Didn't he? When he wanted, he's a he's a trainer, yeah. wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's it's. There's, I'm sure that there's a handful of names we can all name about. Um, you know, yeah, teenage wrestling. Back. Yeah. O- 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 only time will tell. Apollo. You know. Uh, yeah, he's probably one too, though. I don't, <laughs> uh, Apollo Cruz probably needs to let it go. Um, but I want to talk about, uh, um, 
Huh? Yeah, oh. kind of. Lance Archer, that's a think? good one, bro. Lance, oh. Yeah, Lance that's Archer. a good one, man. Lance Japan? But that's that's what I'm saying. You could you could reset. You can hit the reset button, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, definitely like, got some buzz now. Just that name, people gonna be looking. I, I, I don't. I saw a rumor. I don't know if it's a credible. So I didn't get a chance to do a full deep dive. But for the sake of this conversation, that they were saying that um CW Network is like interested in NWA. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So okay. So all right. It, it, I'm like, man, how cool it would be if they got TNA. You know, I want to see that TNA on a network i mean for goodness sake wow is on tna and i know this might not be popular to say but wow is very gimmicky uh i i want to i want to like it but it's it's it, it works for what it's it very, does right it's very it's very campy yeah you know i guess 80s you know what i mean right you know it's so eat. it's like yeah you know why not have i mean it'd be nice if they could have two wrestling shows i think the landscape is really i think aw is probably the most trouble because I, I've, if if TNA ever gets in a space where they have enough money to offer people like legitimate contracts, mm-hmm. um, I can see people turning down money. And and I say that is because I watched it happen already with WCW. Like we, we watched a, a young terror rising turn down seventy thousand guaranteed to go work for maybe twenty thousand less in WWE because Triple H had an opportunity to work three hundred days a year versus working one hundred and seventy in WCW. Yeah, he wanted to you work. Know, you know, he wanted he, he wanted was to young. He wanted to get better. Good. He wanted to get those reps in. I'm like, so this guy turned down money, and they and they said Eric Bishop looked at him like he was crazy. Like, bro, you're gonna turn down the guaranteed money just uh-huh. and to work more? He's like, yo, I want to be the best in this business. Like, it's not just about money. And I think AEW's drawing point right now is is, is money because Tony Khan is a good guy. He takes care of his people. And I, I but man, pe- people are in love with wrestling, and people are they have an affinity for TNA and their versions of it or what they enjoyed the most about it, whatever the case may be. And um I'm gonna rattle off a few of my favorite moments in uh TNA history to kind of celebrate. Yeah. Do you think it's his philosophy of not cutting people and just letting the contract end as a good business practice or do you think he's just stringing people along? See, I don't know. I, I couldn't even speak on that. Um because on one hand on one hand it's like okay well he's gracious enough to say okay well I'm not gonna cut you I'll let you finish your contract out. And then on the other hand, it's like, oh, is this guy not really being forthright or upfront with people about who he wants or doesn't want because he just he doesn't want it to be on paper to say, oh, he cut this guy. You know, it's it's difficult to be able to be a people person and take care of your business because the business always has priority over the people sometimes. You know, um, Vince McMahon said he hated it. Vince McMahon said he he never liked it, but it was something he knew he had to do because he was like, I'm I'm as much of a humanitarian I am that I am. I'm a businessman. I've I've heard stories of Vince cutting people and him calling me. Listen, I'm so sorry. I had to do it. I, if there's anything I can do, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it was this ruthless image of you know we blur the lines between the Mister McMahon character and what we see and what we hearing about. But I remember William Regal when he cut when we, he called him like, listen, I please like this is something we just had to do. I, I there's no room for me to do. It. He was a man about it, like oh, I'm going to take the heat, but it was nothing personal, you know, mm-hmm. and. I don't know if Tony Khan is that type of businessman at some point is because his dad is a rich billionaire. So I'll just pay you until the end of your contract, then don't ever talk to you again. It just kind of phase you out. I, I know, you know, I, I, a lot of the, the TNA of not, I mean, the uh, AW originals were complaining of that, but you know, it's once again, um, being able to sign big guys and have these blockbuster moments and just kind of have these moments that make the company feel special. 
Um, it, it, congratulations to Tina. Congratulations to Scott Scott Demore. There's a, there's a lot of rich history there in professional wrestling, and um, only time will tell. Yeah. I'm curious to see what these uh what these straps look like. These new titles. I know Brother Brand is excited about these championships, but um, a few of my favorite moments. I'm gonna in, make room uh, too. Oh, oh, that means <laughs> you know what that means, yeah, boy. Uh. A few of my favorite moments in TNA wrestling history are um, Jeff Hardy's debut NWA TNA pay-per-view, uh, Rhino winning the NWA title at uh, Bound for Glory 2006, Christian Cage's debut, obviously, at Genesis 2005, uh, who he had an exchange with, Scott Demore and Team Canada and Bobby Roode. They were, trying to, they were trying to recruit him, Eric Young and all them, to be a part of Team Canada. Um, Sting's return at uh, Final Resolution in 2006 was a big deal for me because I was like, is he really coming back? And he did. Kurt Angle's debut on Impact, October nineteenth, two thousand six. I told you this is that that mid. That was that was my era. That four, five, six, seven era. Seven is when it started getting out of pocket for me a little bit. And uh, but um, two, um, my favorite, one of my favorite cage matches to this day is uh, TNA Lockdown, two thousand nine. Sting versus Mick Foley in the Six Sides of Steel was still. I watched that faithfully to this day. Two old dogs going out in the ring. They both look like a million bucks, in my eyes at least. Uh, Christian Cage versus Abyss for the NWA World Championship 2006. Um, TNA Lockdown. Let me see what else. Jeff Hardy versus Rhino versus Sabu versus Abyss in a Monsters Ball match. Famous spot. Jeff Hardy does crazy swanton off the top of the stage onto Abyss onto a table. Um, so on and so forth. But those are a few of my favorite TNA moments that I really enjoyed, and uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to them giving us the history, you know what I mean, of what TNA was, and, you know, it kind of celebrated, because right now, it's a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. Do you guys have any uh, special moments that you guys remember specifically about TNA before we kind of wrap this up and be on our way? I just have two moments real quick. Um, oh, we knew you were going to have some. No, I said <laughs> these two. Um, when Suicide debuted, um, it was I just remember the whole mystique behind it because it was surrounding the video game and mm. everything. And it was to the point that it took the behind the scenes to reveal that we had three different suicides in a small amount of time. I think that was some of Frankie Kazarian's best work when he was suicide. What about um, when he was a man? No, that's Christopher Daniels. <laughs> <that's great. laughs> what did you say? Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels was suicide at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the second one when Kazarian oh, okay, got, got hurt. But we got the Curry okay. man. And the other one was um, when Christian Cage won the NWA World's title. Of course, NWA TNA World's title. That to me yeah. was like me being a Christian guy. That was like the combination of told you he could do it. You know, any type of deal. So those two and honorable mentions, of course, would be AJ Styles and Chris Daniel winning the NWA tag belts because he had the BME. I'm sorry, he had the Frog Splash, the BME. And I remember when they won it from LAX and Anything with AJ and D'Lo Brown. That's it for me. Brian Ish, Brother Hugh, guys got any special moments about teenagers that you guys remember or just stuck out in your mind that you remember the most? Hulk Hogan. Okay. I mean, there was... There just was... Hulk Hogan being a part of it. It gave it credibility to me. It That's why I can't deny because it, it kind of did, though. Like, it was a big deal when it... <laughs> face. It, it, it was. It was... I remember when they made the announcement about them going over because it was around the time Bret Hart was on his way back to WWE. They were doing that oh. whole thing. And oh, um, that Monday Night War. Yeah, that was a disaster. Um, <laughs> it was uh, exciting, though. That Monday was like, yo, oh my it, goodness. Nostalgia. 
I could turn. They on. put the band. They put the band back together. Yep. Yeah, that was. The, it, it wasn't sad. Like, oh, let's put it back and forth just for, for the sake of it. For fun. Yeah. Um, now flipping, I, I was, ain't flipping. It's just holding up two screens. Let's be real. <laughs> that's that's what I said, man. We consume wrestling completely different these days, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys want to know my first time? I, I first time I witnessed TNA. I didn't know it was TNA. When? What was that? It was two thousand and whenever it was the movie in the video store. No, it was it was in the movie. It was in, it was similar. It was in the uh-huh. movie. Um, what was the movie? Um. Well, Chris Rock when he was the first black president. Oh, head of state. Head of state. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he was on tour, and he was oh, um, God. he was making his rounds. You know, he was doing yeah, like a little campaign, and then he had this one spot where he was in a ring, and and Road Dog was in a ring. You know, this is a very different looking Road Dog. No, no braids. His hair shaved. Uh, he had this buzz cut. And he was he had the NWA title on his shoulder. He was cutting promo saying something something the greatest candidate for president ever and you know chris rock's character gets in the ring and he's waiting to the people and i'm like wait a minute i see i see, the, I see ron and don harris i see freaking doa in the ring and then i said like, who the k quick k quick road dog ron and don harris i was like and then jeff jarrett and they started jumping chris rock and i was like what the heck is this only to find out years later like that was nwa tna Fresh at the asylum, and uh, and Chris Rock actually made an appearance at NWA TNA uh, in those early years because you know to promote the movie and promote. stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, I was like, I kept saying to myself, "What wrestling is this?" Oh, I was trying yeah. to figure it out because I, you know, because anything wrestling, I, you know, whatever it was, I was like, "Wait a minute, that was Road Dog." I know Road Dog when I see him. I saw Kick Quick, I saw Jeff Jarrett, and I saw freaking Boa. What am I looking at? Only to find out years later that was actually NWA TNA. So that was my oh, first time witnessing. Remember the DVDs, Brian? How they used to look like anime? How they used to have on drawn on there, like the best mm-hmm. of the exhibition? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were so cool. I don't care. That thing was... Teenage used to put out some of, of the best compilation DVDs, now that you mm-hmm. mentioned it. The best of the exhibition is probably one of my favorite because I thought one of Brian's memories going to be when we saw the Canadian story in person. Well, That was yeah, nuts when I first saw that. First, when I first saw that, before, like... Before yeah. it became, you know, just a random move in the match. Yeah, right. now it's like it's a new super kick. <laughs> and we're talking about somebody on TNA. <laughs> MCW had Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, PD Williams, Sanjay Dutt. Who else was it yeah. at that show? It was the Shamrock Cup, right? Yeah, a young yeah. Eddie Edwards. I know he wasn't yeah. a part of TNA, but he had braids. Yeah, and it was somebody else. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Did you say Christopher Daniels? Was he there? No, this was a Shamrock. I don't think he was there. Uh, was he? Right. But it was like a whole line of just TNA wrestlers, and we just went down the line. I was like, whoa. That, that was, was Ruckus one night, right? Uh, that was the night Ruckus one. Was that someone Derek? No, that what was, was Ruckus. Ruckus, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember forgot. not knowing who he was, and I just remember we was walking into the flea market, and then somebody said, there he is, and he's like, people ran up to Ruckus. I'm like, oh, okay. Black guy. And then you know, seeing like um Ref D Edwards, who's over in TNA now, um, seeing him in the ring, I was like, Oh, they got a black ref, but that looks cool. And then you know, I got I, I, I thought he used to gold, be a quartet two singer. The glove. Yeah, with the gloves right. on doing the six one nine. Hey man, you better stop that he used to sing with the uh the the true ways back in the day. Good for him. 
He's gonna drop. He's gonna, he gonna sing one of them quartets on you. He needed a spot. He did a six or nine. Always on that was close. Like, yep, it's pretty cool. That's when they used to throw Larry through tables. Larry was taking uh 3Ds. He was taking bumps all the time. Fire exits. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All he talked about was fire exits. On that note. (laughs) Well, good. I never never really paid. Hold on, I I never paid attention to TNA honestly until uh until until I saw him at (laughs) Bowie. They came to Bowie Stadium. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, hold on, Kurt Angle's over there? You know, Kurt Angle was like fresh out of the, um, the Attitude Era, I believe, from that, that point in time. And I was just like, all right, cool. Then he got started getting into battles with him and Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. one of probably the best rivalry on NTNA history. But Gail I mean, that's, Kim that's Awesome Kong. Really give you one of I mean, them. Other than that, that's all I remember. Oh, yeah, Gail yeah. Kim Awesome Kong. That's a good one, too. And then, no, and of yeah, course, was... everybody knows. Yeah, of course, you know, you know that goes without saying. You know, he just, yeah. just he's just a superstar now. You know what yeah, that is. Right. He didn't like, have a personality though. He was just bland. He didn't. He, did. he did have a personality, man. He was he was kind of like who, what did he remind me of? He was kind of like he was kind of a mixture of like kind of how Edge was when he debuted, where like you didn't you couldn't figure him out. Like he didn't say much. His attitude was just kind of like throw throw my hood on, smash my hood off, oh, pose. Yeah, that... You know, Bruce I mean, he was kind of mysterious. Said, yeah, Bruce Richard said that if they could have got the AJ style, they he'd been trying to get the one that they had when they got to WWE. He'd been trying to get that for years in TNA. He said because he always believed he had it in him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, but that, that he, when when he when he was about to get to that point, they wanted to go with Nick, Nick Aldis, and they didn't want to pay him. Yep. yep. Thank you. They asked him to take like, half. Did they want to cut his salary in half? Yeah, they want him to take a pay cut after all that. I'm like, wait a minute. Like he was like, Yo, I'm the I'm your top guy. And he was that's what he was because he because he turned that corner in Japan. We ain't that's a whole show by itself. Uh he turned that corner in Japan and then the rest is history. But um like I said, we're gonna wrap this up, man. Um shout out to you brothers once again in your excellent expertise and your experience navigating through uh total non-stop action wrestling, teenage wrestling, which uh, is making its return. Um to 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 the rest of the same. So I'm I'm kind of happy to see TNA back. We we used to joke on TNA a lot. We ragged on TNA a lot. Even even yeah, Kurt Angle was the general manager. Why you talking? There you go. Even Kurt Angle kind of took a shot at TNA when uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn got got fired. And he's like, oh yeah, I hear, I hear TNA's hiring. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that was good. Um, oh Mercedes Martinez. That's another one. How many times do you do that? How many times do you do that? Why why you still have the light shining on the belt directly? His his is way more belt, detailed man. than mine. Like I was fine with mine, so I keep looking at that. And I'm like, wait a minute, why is why is your yeah, more that real quick. yeah, but uh, hey, oh yeah, two more. I was just saying, you know that, right? Wow. Uh oh. Yeah, I know that. Okay, I didn't think you do that. I know that, but you know my ring light. I just wanted you to see it. Okay. Okay. Yes, the Spurs lost. What you make bets on FanDuel? No, nah, brother, Hughes, the Spurs man. Oh, That's why I'm so angry. It's, it's a whole lot of hateration going on around here, he man. Like, no, I, I, my I, team go down. Everybody go down. <laughs> Wait, let me see your logo. Put your logo so the people can see it. You do that. I can't tell you why I don't have it anymore. Yeah, you got details. What you talking about? Come on, man. It's not as detailed as yours. So don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I see it. It's there. 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 It's there.
Now, see, now see when, when you pull it back, you can't see no details. So you can still see yours on your shoulder. And I'm like this, it just was like, <laughs> it looks like a flat in a AWA, uh, Kurt Henning, Nick Bockwinkle uh, championship. <laughs> that joke was real flat. Like, you don't see no edge on it. 60 minutes. 60 but, minutes yeah. raw, baby. But uh, follow us on all social media platforms at Wrestling Realm. Subscribe to our Patreon, Twitch, and YouTube at the Wrestling Realm. Gentlemen, we are on our way out the door. Anybody have anything else left to say before we wrap this up? Look, brother, Brandon, he's done. He's done. Everybody has a story. <laughs> Make Those sure you check out. <laughs> Make sure you check out Championship Culture every Tuesday, 8 p.m. on youtubecom uh, Wrestling Realm. We are continuing on this uh, streak of NXT. Is that correct? Did I, did I get that right? <clears throat> still, we, are you still riding that wave, brother? We'll he see. might call it all of them. I don't know. TNA is kind of hot right now. We'll see. We'll <laughs> the see, super yeah. producer, like they're, they're making they're making faces at each other. Like, no, you better not say. I'll wait a word. for you, you to answer the question. They 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 they've Thanks got some tricks up their sleeves. This is yeah, we do. I just want to see. Okay, all right. So there you go. See, listen, championship culture. Like I said, if if you miss it, if you thought this show was fun, <laughs> oh boy, check that one out. Next week it is as our 100th episode of the Wrestling Realm Now podcast. Since we've transitioned to this uh to this medium to this format, and I believe uh we're trying to book something special. So stay tuned to all our social media platforms. Stay tuned to uh all of our individual social media feeds. It's on the screen if you're watching. If you are listening to it, I suggest you go back and watch. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We're heading out. And uh, for the sake of TNA, TNA, cross the line. Yes, that was me. That was not a voice thing. That was literally the realness himself doing that TNA thing. But I'm not going to prolong it. We're out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Peace. Peace out. We're gone. TNA is back. Cross the line. <laughs> Water. Houston, we have a problem. Yes!